Everybody, it's a good evening something from my end. How are you doing? It's your girl, Amanda Anike, aka Tondada. Tonado, yes. Better than money. Yes, that's me, yeah, man. So, uh, this this kind of introduction. Introduction. Hmm. I am, I am flabbergasted by my own self. Well, I'm just coming back from work and I'm tired, but I just need to do this pod- podcast because I've always wanted to be of my own podcast. And shout out to Lovia Jai and Yvonne Oji. I don't know if you guys listen to Jesus and the Love, because nothing is enough with Jesus and the Love. Hey, nothing is enough. Hey, oh my God. I love these two women. Like they, are, like, they are like inspiration to me. You know, when you see women determined, focused, funny, they believe in God, you just you just can't help it but just fall in love with them. Like, literally, I don't go a day without listening to them. I am a care worker and my type of care work is that I move from house to house. Therefore, the time I have to, the, the space that, say the gap, I have to move from one house to the other. I'm always listening to them. The only time I don't listen to them is when I'm working. Once I'm out of that house, I put them back again in my ear. I'll be listening to their all the nonsense, nonsense, nonsense things they have to say because they're so funny. And obviously, they still talk real things. Yeah, they still talk about real things. Like how to build your credits. That helps me a lot because I just um relocated to the UK last October and it's kind of been hard for me, you know, to build my credits and stuff like that and because really and truly I don't have anyone to like tell me what's going on. So they really kind of helped. Obviously they're talking from the American, the US perspective, but it still gave me ideas on how to, you know, build my own credits and help myself out. Because I'm like, I'm 25 years and I'm useless. I'm a vagabond that I don't I don't know where to start from. My life is like is dark. There's nothing nothing is shining here. Okay? But I thank God, I'm listening to them and I'm praying. I'm a prayer warrior. If you try me, <laughs> I will fire you with Jesus Christ and Holy Spirit. Okay, so today I want to talk about being African, being Nigerian, growing up in an African home. I will say this, I was born in Nigeria, but I left Nigeria very young. I think I was seven or eight years old when I left Nigeria for Italy. So that's where I live with my I lived with my parents, my brothers, their wives, their kids. You know, they're still there for now. So I'm the only goats that said, do you know what? Do you know what? I am living. Hmm, me, I am traveling. I told my mom, mommy, I packed my bag. I want to go. I am relocating to the UK. To the UK. So, but... Even though I grew up in the Western world, because it's basically that all my life, almost all my life, I lived in the Western world in Italy. So, you know, went to school from my primary three to my um to my secondary college and uni. So, at the end of the day, I, I I'm I could say I'm ninety eight percent Italian, yeah. But. My mother said, hmm, if you like, you can be Italian. If you like, you can be prima donna. Prima donna in Italian means the first lady. 
you can be the first lady of Italy, but know where you are coming from. Never forget that you are in Nigeria. You are an Igbo girl. Precisely. Igbo. Hmm. From Enugu. Oh, for two. Coast City. One name. <laughs> so, when I... There was a time I met one of my friends from Nigeria. I don't want to mention names because I just don't want to call people. So, he actually... We've known for like... We've been talking on Instagram and stuff like that for like a year or so. So, when we met and... Uh, he came to Italy and I have to go to Italy to meet him because I was already in the UK. So when, you know, we were talking, 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 he was like, how long have you stayed here? I was like, well, almost all my life. It's like, wait, were you born here? I said, not really, but I came when I was seven years. He's like, he was like, he's like, you're born here already. Yeah, he was like, not really, but yeah. He thought that I came from Nigeria when I was like about 16, 17 years old, you know, because I have, I have, and I know all the tradition, you know, my culture and everything. There's no Nigerian food. <laughs> There's no Igbo food <laughs> that I cannot cook. I don't want to go to another tribe because maybe, you know, some tribes have their own specific dishes. Do you get me? So I don't want to go there. I don't want to say something that is not something. But basically the mainly the important the principal food of nigeria i know how to cook it and when it comes to Igbo, hey hey hmm? if if i grind obey for you yeah i use it to cook better and bitter leave you you will you will you will sell your carpet, you will sell your rug. My mom will say somebody will sell your mats because of how the food is delicious. Say Elsa man will sell his mats because my mom was born in just my mom is another story. <laughs> I don't even want to start. So Okay. So that's it. So I want to tell you about growing up in, in an African home. It wasn't easy. It was not easy. He was not. I would say it's from this episode. This episode happened like about um four years ago. Abby? 2015, four years ago. So this was actually my first boyfriend that my brothers knew about. Because they found it, they found out, and I was like, You see me? I was like, mm, don't, don't shout at me. Don't shout at me. I am doing something years. Okay, and I can have a boyfriend. So, uh, this was the only the, the first boyfriend that my brothers knew about. So, there was a time, and I'm seriously saying this. I did not go to his place, even though I used to go to his place, and they know that I go to his place. But this was during school time, and I think really, really, and truly, I was not in his place, and um. My mom knew because I basic sometimes I don't hide most of my things, especially when it comes to relationships. I I don't hide it from my mom, but there was the only one relationship I hid from her because she did not want. And at the end of the day, she was right. That one's another story for another day. So I came back. Uh, I was in I was in school, so I had like um after school sessions and stuff like that. 
so i was supposed to finish at um five and i had to go pick some books some of my notebooks that were that I ordered and they they that day i was supposed to go pick it so the thing is that me i thought that the the, the bookshop will be open till seven so i was like okay since i when i finish from school at five i'll walk down there five thirty i'm there i'll pick it and then i'll take my bus and go but it didn't happen that way because the bookshop that was in a one day that they closed earlier because they work from morning till i think to 4 30. so when uh i now got there i did not i did not see them and i missed my boss no how was the story safe it was not i can't remember this was four years ago somebody will say i'm lying i'm not lying this is true it's like okay i saw them but it was the the book was not the book did not come the book wasn't ready that was it the book was not ready and they when uh, i missed my boss because of that because i had to wait and for the other boss to come not like the boss of the shop the man that owns the shop because it was the, the daughter that was attending me and she said i had to wait for her dad because her dad was the one that took my order so by the time i was waiting for the dad i now missed my boss so me i was already panicking because i know that that boss i missed he's going to be a problem for me in my house so when i the man told me i should come back the next day so i was like oga <laughs> if you want to save a soul if you want to save somebody just write down a note here sign it with the listing of your with your complimentary card say that i have to come tomorrow because my mother she will not believe this lie because she will think it's a lie she will not believe it so it's better you write it for me if you want to see me here tomorrow if not it's my corpse so he laughed and he wrote it for me. So I had to take the 7.30 bus. And see how devil works. I fear no fear devil. My phone switched off. My battery was low. I have to wash this jacket. Sorry, I'm just looking at my jacket. I feel it's so dirty. I have to wash it. So um, the thing is that, yeah, my, my phone battery went low. Hey, and my phone switched off. Hey. So you can imagine the complication. Ah, I say, God, I am think today. I'm, I'm, I'm gone. I'm a goner. My, my, it's too, my history started and finished today. <laughs> I'm a stupid goats. Hmm. I had to wait for the last bus. It's actually seven thirty. Me, I was supposed to be at home at six o'clock. High at six fifteen. I came back home at eight thirty. Hey, that was at my age. I come back home. It's thirty in my father's house. Are Are you okay? Are you Are you? <laughs> you 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 won't understand if you don't have um African parents or strict parents. European or white parents. Yeah, it depends. The ones that are strict, like really, really strict. I had a friend, uh, when I was growing up, Italian. Her mother was her mother was strict, and her her father as well. So she she understood me but others didn't because in fact that, that's in this very day i'm talking about now when i was panicking and i almost cried i'm telling you i was about 2015 four years ago i was about 21 years old but i was crying shedding tears 
And that was my last year in college. I was shedding tears. Like, hey, my own is finished. My enemies will laugh at me. They were like, why? You show them this. You went to the to the bookshop. That your book is not out. This is that. You have a you you have a reason why you you, you are late. I was like, the in African home, there's nothing like reason. There's nothing like reason. What they see is what is happening. They don't care about your reason. Okay, so when I came back home, I opened the door. What my father, I, I came in, I was like, everybody, they were all eating. I said, Daddy, good evening, sir. Mommy, good evening, ma. Sonny, good evening. Ikena, good evening. That's Sonny and Ikena, they're my brothers. My dad. <laughs> my my mom did not even reply me. My brothers replied me with no's. No, no, no. Uh-huh, good evening. <laughs> my dad was like, mm-hmm. good evening, guy, woman. Hey! <laughs> I did not do anything. <laughs> Guy, woman, man means like, you know, when it, um, a Nigerian is yeah, guy man. Ah, that's my guy man. It means like, uh, you, you are somebody with. In that moment, my my dad's trying to tell me like, I think I'm uh, I'm clever. I'm smart, smart woman. You understand? So I was like. No eye contact, no eye contact, no eye contact. I just walked into my room. Bim! Closed the door. Then we are, nobody even offered me food. They said, come and eat. In fact, they did not even leave food for me. I, me, Steph, personally, I was not hungry. Do you understand? Somebody that ate since 2 o'clock said that I was not hungry. Say me, come out from this room to go there. And these people will be looking at me and start asking me questions. I said, no. Because even in an African home, even when you are not guilty, they make you feel guilty. Like you, you will be panicking. You say, hey, 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 hey. Hi, I'm guilty. I'm guilty for not being guilty. So after eating, my mom came into my room. She's like, Amanda, tell me the whole truth. Where did you go to? I was like, mommy, I went to the bookshop. This is what happened. You said it's a lie. I said, Mommy, wait. This is see what they give to me now. See when I went there. She said, Amanda, I have one thing to tell you. The rats. Hmm, this proverb, you people should write it down. Say the rats that is stealing the fish and thinks the cat is not seeing him and be eat. It's a very it's a very stupid rat. Meaning that that thing that I think I'm doing. I think other people are not seeing me. I am stupid. <laughs> I was like, Jesus, should I laugh? I said, Mommy, this proverb, he hits me. He hits me. So if I hit you. So this is it. It, it, it was so hard growing up. And this is the first episode. I'm trying to just push this out, see how it goes. I'm not trying to say much because obviously this is my first uh, episode. I just want. I just wanted to um, share this experience, you know, that African parents will suspect you when you did not do anything or when you don't even have a mind to do something. They're already suspecting you. And when you do now, I know many times, obviously, who hasn't done that, that I've been to my boyfriend's house and come back home quietly and my parents do not think anything. They say, ah, good girl. Ah, oh, man, that's such a good girl. 
But the day I want to be a good girl, and they'll say, you, you, you your life, you are gone. You are, oh God, is it me that bonnets you? Like, I, I might be one that bonnets you. I don't, I don't believe it. I don't believe, <laughs> you cannot be mine. You, my mother said, sometimes I think they exchange you. Because the way you think, the way you reason, you don't reason like a human being, you reason like a ghost. I say, hey, mommy, me. I'm, I'm your child. He said, sometimes I doubt it. My mom, she can doubt be my mother. <laughs> no, my mom is, is my mom. My mom. I really miss her. I really, really do miss her. My mom calls me basically every day. Sometimes I just don't want to answer her call because I just want her to know that mom, I don't live with you anymore. You just need to let. My mom can't have peace if she doesn't talk to me. My mom will legitly call me in a day. The, the time I didn't have a job, I was jobless here in the UK. My mom would call me like 10 times a day. And if I don't reply one call, I'm doing myself. You think it's how you are doing? You are doing yourself because she will call you. In under one minute, she will call you 20 times. And when you, when you reply, you say, where have you been? I say, hey, mommy, I've been here in my room trying to concentrate and know what to do with my life. I remember there was a time I I I forgot my phone in a taxi, and uh, before the taxi man fortunately brought it home to me, had to pay twelve pounds <laughs> because of my own iniquity. <laughs> my mom called me. I had like twenty one missed calls, just because she could not get me for like was it about I that phone. Eight hours. It was just a gap of eight hours. My mom could not get me because obviously when I lost, when that phone, I left it in the, in the cab it was around 12 midnight. So 12.31. So obviously she's not going to call me at that time at night. So let's say my mom started calling me from eight o'clock in the morning. And when they brought this phone it was about four or five in the afternoon, in the evening. So... For just like eight nine hours, my mom could not get me. Hey, she, my mom left me like sixteen missed calls. My brothers left me some missed calls, and then one of my uh, my brother's friend that lives here in the UK left me another missed call. Obviously, my brothers were calling me because my mother was panicking. Now, when I now called back my mom, she was answering me, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Man, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like only God know where you have you have been, mommy. I'm not living with you anymore. I can I can be where I want to be, literally. Like literally, be where I want to be. And when even when I talked to my brothers, I was explaining. I was some me self. I go ask myself, why why am I even explaining? Why am I explaining? So that somebody did not. My phone did not go for like eight hours. I'm here explaining my life. I have to get it to my mind that I don't live with these people anymore. That I am now alone by myself. And I take care of myself. I pay my rent and I do feed myself and everything by my own self with my own sweat. So I don't have, I don't have, uh, I don't owe anybody any explanation. And the way they were even talking to me like, 